The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, everyone. This is Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon, along with Adam and Gage. Uh, this week, the Packers face the New York Jets in New York. They are still looking for their first road win of the season, now up to 0-7. Um, I believe they haven't gone winless on the road since 58, I believe. Am I wrong on that? Was it a different number? Or we'll do some fact-checking for you. It was um, it was a while ago. Yeah, it it was, a, it was certainly a long time ago. Um, so they will be facing their third rookie, I believe. They faced Josh Allen. They faced Josh Rosen. Split those games. Now they get Sam Darnold. Um, Darnold has probably looked. It was best. seventy-eight. Seventy-eight for the first time in since in a sixteen-game season. Just okay. So, yes, yeah, sixteen-game yep. season. Gotcha. Um, so Darnold. Probably has looked the best of the three rookies they've faced. Um, it's kind of hard to, you know, scout a rookie quarterback, and Darnold certainly looks the part. Um, you know, New York could even be a landing spot for Mike McCarthy after the season. Um, we're just looking for guys to step up. These games don't mean anything for the playoffs, but that doesn't mean it's meaningless for some of the young guys. Um, what are you guys looking for? I certainly will be looking at the young receivers as well as the young uh, defensive backs. Yeah, so, I mean, keeping with youth, uh, Jamal Williams is going to be getting his shot the last couple games with Aaron Jones down. So we know what Jones is capable of. And, like, we've seen what Jamal can do. He's, he's like the workhorse back there. But, I mean, now that he's going to be getting consistent reps or, you know, hopefully he should be because we know how the Packers like to call the run game. Um, I'll be interested to see what he does this week and next week. Um, for me, definitely looking to see youth, uh, get its shot. Uh, I want to see a lot of, um, MVS at EQ. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some Jamon Moore. He's gotten really, really limited run this year. And I want to see him just get on the field, like just get some snaps, see some live game, live game action. I, I don't, obviously he's not far enough along yet. He's just super raw right now. So I'm not expecting anything crazy, but I want to see him get out on the field and just see kind of what he can do and kind of see how his speed translates to the games because obviously uh, track speed and game speed are two very different things. That's why Trinidad Holiday only lasted a short time in the NFL. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see the youth there. Um, I want to see the, uh, like you mentioned, the defensive backs. I want to see those young defensive backs kind of battle with each other to kind of see where they're at. I want to see Josh Jackson just show some progress. Obviously, corner takes a while for players to get used to, but 
uh, and he was a slow bloomer in college. So I, so I'm not expecting anything crazy, but I just want to see a little bit, just show, give me a flash of a pass defense here, a well-covered deep route there, something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I, I'm hoping that the team, like if they, like if they win, great, obviously it's just going to improve draft stock if they're just draft position, if they lose, but um, I just I want to see some pro- it's like some positive momentum as they head into the off season because heading into the off season on a losing streak, winless road season just doesn't sit well because then you got to sit all su- all year or all off season long with man we just completely just didn't have it this year it was bad and you can't just forget that until the next season starts. Yeah, and another thing people are kind of touching on is how key a road win is for these young guys. Just get it under your belt, get that confidence, you know, get the monkey off your back. Um, and especially for, like you said, Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander, who have seen a ton of reps this year. Josh Jackson especially has seen probably more reps than he expected because of injuries. And I'm happy Jamon Moore was brought up too because, like in my eyes at least, he's kind of been the forgotten man out of the three rookies with you know, MVS and EQ getting a lot of the getting a lot of playing time. And this is a perfect chance for Moore to come in and, like you were saying, show us what he could do. These are two games that mean nothing in terms of you know postseason. So I mean, why not give the kid a shot and see what the Packers have moving forward? And he probably has a better shot, too, because Kumaro is questionable. So we'll see if he's active. Uh, I think Jamon Moore had his first catch against the 49ers. Um, but since then, he really hasn't taken many reps on offense. Some on special teams. Um, I've seen him on uh, punt coverage. Uh, but, yeah, he's a guy I really liked before the draft. Um, didn't run a great uh, 40-yard dash. I think it was a 4-6-4. Four, four. Um, but... Definitely plays faster than that. Like you said, he has a track background. James Jones didn't uh, time very fast in his dash, but played faster on the field. So, you know, you can look into those numbers a little bit, but, um, you know, when it comes to actual game speed, a lot can change. So let's go ahead and get into Roger's comments. He does believe he is playing this week. We haven't heard Philbin say otherwise. Here's what Roger said. He, uh, um, he said, I think it's about leadership. If I want to be listened to and followed up or followed and looked up to, uh, how could I stand here and say that these games don't matter for playoffs? I'm just going to cash it in. Uh, that's just not the way I lead. So all signs point to him playing this week. Uh, do you guys feel it's it's too much of a risk or do you like seeing him uh, out there? Uh, I, I like I like the spirit of it because, uh, I mean, we all know that Rodgers is a competitive guy. So no matter what, he's going to want to be out there and play. Um, not having him play is kind of like a white flag on the season. And that goes back with the momentum that was brought up and how you don't want to end this season on a bad note and have a carryover throughout the offseason. So if Rodgers were to sit out this week and next week, that's kind of waving the white flag. I see maybe giving Kaiser the fourth quarter this week and maybe next week, maybe the second half next week. But, I mean, I like what Rodgers is saying, you know, to be a leader, especially with that contract he just got, it's kind of like he has to be out there to set the example. For sure. Um, at the end of the day, it all comes down to just it. Like is like you like you mentioned it. Is the risk worth it? And I think it is simply due to the fact that 
Roger, like if Rogers d- felt like he wasn't healthy enough to play or he didn't need to play, he wouldn't be saying that he needs to be out there. I yeah. think that more than proving anything to any of us, I think he wants to prove something to himself. He knows that his play this year has not been up to his standard. Yeah, he got a Pro Bowl nod, but that was more on name recognition than actual production. He, I think he needs to go out there and prove to himself, you know what, I got this. I can still do it. It's just been injuries have caused me some problems. Let's build something with these young guys, figure out what we got, and let's head into next year. I think that the Jets' defense is good, but I don't. I don't. I'm not scared by them. I'm not scared by him going out there, and I don't think it's like throwing 134 million dollars into a fire. I know there's some people that are of that opinion and kind of differ of me, uh, or like kind of differ from me of saying like, oh, sh- we shouldn't play him. He's just gonna. He could just get hurt. But I have. I I think that it's the I think it's the right decision for him to play and the right reason to want to play. Yeah, I totally agree. And he he's taken a a pretty you know it's pretty much from a leadership standpoint. He's trying to send a good message to the locker room, and in particular, you know, I know I'm going to be grimacing <laughs> even if he takes any sort of a hit. But um, you know, he's trying to he, all these reps are still meaningful. Um, and I don't think he's going to be laying it out on the line, but I think he is going to be trying to build uh, with those young receivers. Um, what are you guys hoping to get from those young receivers? You want to see Adams uh, take a step back, even though he's having a you know franchise-type uh, year, or do you still want Adams to get uh, the targets he's been getting? No, I'm happy you brought that up. I, I just think they should approach it like any other game, but also keep in mind, you know, spread the ball around, like, you still have to have Adams as your main target. The goal is still to win football games. No, no athlete wants to step out on the court field, whatever, and lose. So you have to plan to win, obviously. But you know, share it around a little bit because in the end, you know, you are just playing these games to finish the season out. So you have to build the chemistry. It's it's a lot to do with the young guys. If it wasn't such a young team with you know full of receivers and running backs who are new to the league, it would be a different story. But I think it's because you, we're seeing it. I mean, with all the throwaways this year, a lot of that is to do with the lack of chemistry on the field. So I think that's kind of what these two games will help do by having him play and having the young guys out there. I completely, completely, completely agree. Uh, just one like that, like those throwaways thing. Uh, uh, Peter Bukowski on Lockdown Packers. He's of Acme Packing Company. If if you guys didn't hear his show the other day, mm-hmm. where he kind of talked about the difference in completion percentage between when he targets Cobb Adams and Geronimo Allison, yes, and just the numbers. Yeah. versus under 60 when he's targeting those rookies and Jimmy Graham and the tight ends. And it's just, it's crazy to think about like just how much of a difference people think, Oh, chemistry, you can just put anybody in there, but you can't. There's a reason that Rogers and Adams and Rogers and Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings, when he was still here, that chemistry, once it's built, it makes so much of a difference and I think that these two weeks are going to only help build that chemistry. They're not going to do anything to hurt it. And that applies to Jimmy Graham, too. He's only been here one off season. Him and Rodgers have really not been on the same page for most of the season. He's throwing behind Jimmy Graham, or he, he's expecting Jimmy Graham to go up and make a play or sit um, you know, somewhere over the middle in zone coverage. But 
you know, there's a lot of lapses and a lot of miscommunications between those two as well. Hopefully we can see maybe some more Robert Tanyan uh, in these last two weeks. I know he's kind of a fan favorite and he had that huge play against Seattle. Uh, but outside of that, we haven't really gotten to see him that much. Um, I think you look at the offensive line, no Spriggs this week, but Balaga is expected to play. Uh, having him in Bakhtiari plays, um, a, you know, a, a big role in, in Rodgers suiting up this week. You know, you have to wonder if he would even be, you know, risking it if he didn't have his two bookends there uh, protecting him. Yeah, if Spriggs is in the game, I want nothing to do with Rodgers playing the last two weeks. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's unfortunate to see what's happening to Spriggs, but, you know, honestly, you, you just can't keep doing it anymore. Yeah, uh, it's it's unfortunate. Um, Spriggs is just not translated to the NFL, and there's just there's not a whole lot that can really be done about that at this point. Uh, he just he just doesn't have it. Uh, they've played him, but and some people might be like, "Oh, play him at guard." That that hasn't worked. He played at guard oh, as well as he played at guard. He played at tackle. It didn't didn't work out at either spot. He could maybe be a depth piece moving forward but literally nothing more than that him starting is kind of scary but i just i still am of the opinion i would rather rogers play than be on the bench just because of the just because of the sheer chemistry factor because the offense this year has looked disjointed and one quick thing that i kind of want to mention uh i don't know if any of you saw the news that came out earlier today where the so the wide receiver coach this year it's his first year as the wide receiver coach and there's apparently a lot of people within the organization including Rodgers that says that he doesn't really know the offense he's behind he uh he's the reason that the receivers haven't developed a whole lot and uh so I think that that's something kind of interesting like I want to know how that information got out because the Packers usually keep things pretty well under wraps but that was that was a really interesting thing to see happen. Yeah, that came from uh, Bob McGinn, who's a legendary Packers beat writer. He used to work for the uh, Milwaukee Journal, um, or maybe it was the uh, Green Bay Press-Gazette. It was one of those two. Um, yeah, he has uh, a tremendous you know, amount of honesty that comes with everything he puts out there, and he also has really good connections. Um, he's leaked those kind of stories before, and their wide receivers coach is very young, um, so... You know, it, it is kind of surprising that they went with someone who kind of has an experience. Um, I'm not sure where he came from. Uh, I know they brought, didn't they bring Hostler uh, over from the Colts? And maybe that was around the same time they brought in David Ray. Um, so, yeah, he's had some trouble getting their uh, rookies up to speed, even though they've kind of had to learn on the run because of injuries. Um, I like how you brought uh, up the three, the trio of Devontae, Cobb, and... Um, Gmo because those three have been you know have been really good this year but they just haven't been on the field together and pretty much at all. And I think that's and I think that's part of the problem is uh, just there's no since there's no there's no health there there's no chemistry built up. I think that um, Gmo is a free agent this offseason, correct? He is. Yeah, uh, he's far back though. So I would yeah. So I definitely think that they should bring him back. I honestly think that um, they might that between him and Cobb, I would rather see him back just because he's younger. Yeah. Um, and that I and I like that the chemistry's there. And he this was his 
his first real year, the first year with real uh, health issues. Um, so I'd be okay with. So I'm more than okay with bringing him back. Yeah, I love Cobb and Rogers does as well. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to youth and price tag. And I think Allison's price tag will be a lot cheaper. I could not agree more with what you just said. I love Cobb. You know, he's been here 10, 11 years in Green Bay. But, I mean, honestly, he just doesn't have it in the tank anymore. He's older. He can he could still make some of the plays that he's always made over the middle of the field on those slants and just little digs. But really, really just the explosiveness isn't there. So that's why I agree. I'd rather have Gmo over him if it came down to it. But not having Cobb, there's one less guy that Rodgers has leaned on over the years. And now – that takes another guy that he trusts out of the equation. So now you're down to two going into next year. And that's why these next two games are so important with the young receivers. So it's all kind of a trickle-down effect if that's the way the Packers choose to go in the offseason. Yeah, I'm really glad you got to weigh in, Adam, on Cobb because Gage and I discussed kind of his uh, you know, circumstances earlier this week. Uh, but again, Rodgers on Wednesday, you know, put in another – he slid it under the door um, – you know, another note to Gutekunz and Mark Murphy to consider bringing Cobb back. Uh, he talks about how much difference the offense is and how much he is a threat over the middle and the chemistry. Uh, he said he hopes he's still around for years to come. But, you know, we have to consider the financial side of that because Cobb is, what, 20, 29? Um, so he probably does want one last contract that'll, you know, be pretty pretty generous but i'm not sure he's going to get it from green bay i mean you could also look at that a couple different ways i mean rogers and cobb they're they're great friends off the field i mean based on everything that i've seen and read um cobb's been here for so long that you know maybe he would consider taking the hometown discount just to be able to play with rogers and stick in green bay that's a lot to ask for a veteran like him but you know it's always possible playing for this team all right so cobb is doubtful for this week's game, do you guys believe we've seen his last snap as a Green Bay Packer? Did they even suit him up for Week 17 against? Um, they played Detroit, right? Yeah, they yeah. Detroit. yeah, Detroit at home. Um, I think if he's healthy, he suits up. Um, I don't think that they'll push him. Obviously, there's no point um, in terms of like they're not playing for anything. Obviously, uh, so if he, I think if he's healthy, I think he'll suit up. Um, but I don't see them. But I, I, it's it's possible that it's his last snap. Again, the Packers held on to Jordy until he was 32, 33, something like that. I don't I can't remember exactly how old Jordy is right now. But um, so it's possible that we see. Yeah, he's thirty three. So it's possible that we see Cobb come back next year. Again, I if it comes down to it's either Cobb or it's. Geronimo, then I want to keep Geronimo because he's younger and he's more explosive. Um, and I think that chemistry is only going to get better with Rodgers. And I think with with just a little bit of offseason work, I think he can get to that level that Cobb is at now. It won't quite be the same because they play a couple different roles. Like Gmo is more of an outside guy than a, and Cobb's more of a slot guy. But it's still very, very possible. So um, I'm so I'm okay with so I'm okay with them suiting Cobb up. In week 17, kind of an audition to both them and the rest of the league, but that's that's just my opinion of it. I think it's possible it's his last snap, but I'm not 100% sold. Yeah, I kind of see it the same way. Um, I think it's too too soon to tell if it's going to be his last snap or not, um, if, if he does ever suit up again. Um, 
just because the Packers have so much they're well, they will have a lot of cap space entering free agency and it depends on how they want to spend that money and, and all that. So to me, it's too soon to tell if he's done with the team, but same thing, you know, if he's healthy, I think he goes out there week 17, just, you know, I, I think it's a respect factor just cause it's the unknown, you know, you want as long as he's not hurt in a major way, you're going to send him out there just in case it's his last game at Lambeau. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat on that one. So once this offseason starts, Cobb is going to be one of the better receivers that's hitting the market. Um, and he's one of the better Packers that has a contract expiring. Him along with Clay are probably who people are going to be most interested to see um, how they approach those situations. Um, and, you know, Clay's had an up and down year, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so like we said, no Cobb this week. Um, but we are interested in looking at the young receivers against the Jets. Um, we're also hoping the Packers can, you know, break the streak of winless on the road. Uh, it'd be great to get a, a win in New York City, um, you know, and in, in Chris at Christmas time. You know, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so, do you guys want to point out some matchups or give a prediction for uh, this week's game? Yeah, um, it's a shame because I, I would have been going to this game, I'm pretty sure, if the Packers were in contention. It's only two hours for me, so I'm a little upset that there's nothing to play for or else it would be there. But um, I'm I, I'm going to go with the Packers, obviously. I, I have to. The Jets, they, like we talked about earlier, you know, their defense is talented, but I don't, I don't believe it's anything spectacular yet to where even if the offense is struggling, it's going to be, you know, zero points at halftime. I think the Packers always going to get theirs, you know, when, when the opportunity is there. Um, as far as defensively, another rookie quarterback, Josh Allen couldn't do anything. Rosen tore us up, you know, in the second half. So it's, it's hard to tell what Donald's going to do because I do think he is also the best of the three that they're going to face. It'll be closer than some may think just because of all the issues the Packers have had, but I'm going to take them. I'm going to say 23 to 17. Uh, I'm also going to take the Packers. Uh, one big matchup that I want to watch is um, the Packers edge rushers versus um, the Jets tackles. Uh, not like the Jets have been really good at protecting the quarterback this year. Only 31 sacks allowed. Um, however, they did just lose their starting right tackle uh, for the season. Um, and their backup uh, is Brent Qu- Quivale, Quivale, I don't know how to pronounce it. If he somehow hears this, I apologize if I mispronounced it. Um, but just he's been – he's one of the worst-rated tackles in the NFL. And for Matthews and Reggie Gilbert, um, Kyler Fackrell, this is a big – this is a big deal. They got to come out and perform. Like Matthews, he's playing for his job next season. And – Reggie Gilbert, I'm pretty sure, is a free agent also. Both of those guys are playing for jobs either with the team or with another team. So they got to come out, and this is a matchup that they can take advantage of. Kelvin Beecham has struggled. Is He's been an average tackle. Kovale, Kovale again, um, has been one of the worst tackles in the NFL since he, started, since he took over that starting job. So they got to get home. They got to put pressure on Darnold and make him make mistakes. He's a young quarterback. And as we've seen this this year and with every other year, when young quarterbacks are pressured and have to rush themselves, they make mistakes. The Packers have to force Darnold to make mistakes and show that they can do that. They do a great job of generating pressure and generating sacks, as I'm pretty sure there's still like six in the NFL in sacks, but they have to be able to do it 
with their edge rushers because that those are the teams that are winning that are going for titles. You have the like the Bears. The Bears are not quite perfect due to Trubisky just not quite being there yet, but they but they have Mac and Leonard Floyd who can go get the passer. Like they don't need to bring six guys to get home. You got to be able to get pressure with four. And while the Packers are super thin on the defensive line right now, they have to be able to generate something, especially against not one of the best groups in the NFL in the Jets' offensive line. That's the main matchup I want to watch. Yes, there's other ones. I want to see the rookie corners. I want to see how Jair does against Robbie uh, Anderson, who is a big play waiting to happen. And he got saw a lot of volume last week, saw 11 targets, caught seven of them. And had a decent day, but most of the time it's one or two, one or two catches and a touchdown. Um, for anybody that ever has him in fantasy, that's what you're looking for. Is you're looking for that big play, and Alexander has the speed to run with him. And Anderson's not a very physical guy, so I want to see if Alexander can knock him off his spot and then just dominate him, shut him down, and force somebody else on this Jets team to beat you. Definitely. And again, I'll- and I'll t- pick the quick prediction. I'll do Packers. I think it's going to be a little closer than 23-17. I'm going to give it 20 to – I'm going to go 20 to 17 because I think the Packers' offense just is so disjointed. I don't think that they quite get that third that other field goal. Yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap us wrap it up here. Um, I like how you brought up Robbie Anderson. He was going to be my matchup along with uh, Jair Alexander. Um, it will be interesting to see how Jair matches up against the length of Anderson. He is 6'3". He is a big play waiting to happen. Um, so my prediction for the game will be 27, 23 Packers. Um, I think we see a, a, uh, an improved offensive performance this week. Um, and the Packers get their first road win. Um, but, uh, before we go, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this is Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon along with Gage and Adam. We will see you guys back in a couple of days. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.